This is the Reluctant Leader Podcast, the podcast designed to help you if you've landed a leadership role through no fault of your own and now need to find out what you should be doing. I'm your host, Mark Terrell, and have been there and know what it feels like and made all the mistakes. In each episode, I'll be getting to grips with a leadership topic by interviewing an expert in their field. You'll find out why they do what they do and take away some top tips you can use to become a more confident leader. For more content and to keep in touch with how the project is developing, go to www.thereluctantleader.co.uk. If you have any comments about the episode, you'll find me on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. So let's crack on with the show. Today, I'm talking to Sean Ferguson. When Sean met Aaron Buss back in 2012, they discussed the experiences of networking and how too many people were keen to present their business cards before even understanding each other's business. These experiences happen too often. There had to be a better way of getting to know business owners through networking. In October 2012, they shared a round of golf. Back then, Sean was playing twice a year and Aaron 10 times. During the round, they shared stories of business and friendship that they had delivered on the golf course. In 2013, Four Business was born in Basingstoke, UK very quickly realised that they had something very special and a real game changer in the world of networking. Four Business is now an international brand. Within the community, there are over 1,700 members, 100 plus groups, and over 40 million pounds of business has been referred in the last six years. Having groups in the UK, USA, Spain, and Ireland has opened up a whole new window of opportunity. I hope you enjoy this chat we had about networking, and I'll catch you all on the other side. Sean, welcome to the, the Reluctant Leader podcast. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. We're going to be talking about networking in, in a while. Um, and I obviously met you at a networking event, and now I'm part of your networking group. But before we get into that, what I ask, ask all my guests is how did you, sorry, what was the, what do you, why do you do what you do? If I can actually get my words out, why do you do what you do? And what was the pivotal moment that took you down this path? Okay, right. Well, I suppose the pivotal moment for me was uh, when I met Aaron Buse, who is the co-founder with me of Four Business. Um, we met at a networking event in Hampshire back in 2012, and um, he asked me if I played golf, and I said badly twice twice a year, once in the spring, once in the autumn, with a golf society. Um, and I was certainly getting my money's worth out of golf then, zig- zigzagging down the fairways. <laughs> Yes. But, but during, during that round of golf, um, which I, I seem to remember was October, October 2012, we just started talking about the business opportunities and the connections that we'd made. Now, Aaron back then was playing more like 10 times a year against my two times. But, but even then and now when I look back, those connections I made, whether it was a golf day or a society day, I've still got those connections now and they're meaningful relationships um, and it's just really weird how we just started looking at that. And because we were so active, you know, going to different networking events and, and some situations we really didn't enjoy, you know, it wasn't a very nice environment to go into a room of business owners sometimes that are just throwing business cards at you and almost just fighting to do their introductions. And we just thought, wouldn't it be a bit more pleasant taking the networking environment onto the golf course? And, and that's what we did. Um, in uh, March 2013. Right. I think a lot of people listening to this will probably will uh, relate to what you just said about the um, 
the the scenario of uh, cards being thrown at them and all that sort that sort of uh, shenanigans, which, um, as we know, is is not helpful. At the end of the day, um, if you throw your cards at somebody, they're more likely to end up in the bin, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just not a very nice environment to be in, and I think so many people. I mean, you know, we meet an awful lot of people coming along to four business events, and and quite often. The reason why they come along to a for business golf networking event is because they know it's not just going to be a typical networking event where everyone's fighting over each other to, to give their cards out. And you don't go to a networking event to sell. You should be going there to grow grow understanding of people in the room and, and building trust and integrity. And that's where then the magic happens, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And absolutely, when, when we're networking, we should be yeah, focusing on our net, uh, expanding our network and not necessarily, um, you know, looking to, to sell in the room because, um, you know, you're not likely to buy um, the first time you meet somebody, especially when there's, you know, a high ticket price. Uh, that just doesn't, doesn't happen, does it? And it's having that right mindset, isn't it? It's having, going in with that intention or, or not intention, as, as it were, and knowing that actually what you're there to do is to get to know people. And I, and I think the thing with For Business, as I'm a member, what you realize is that you get the opportunity to spend probably about four hours with people, which is far better uh, than maybe the, you know, the hour or so that might be in a normal situation. Okay, so I think there's two, two parts to what you've just said there, Mark. Mm-hmm. The first part is, unfortunately... I think a lot of people, before they really come along and, and get involved with for business, if they if they haven't got too much networking experience, and there's there's lots of people out there, we, we've all been there, you know. I, I didn't learn what I know now overnight, but I certainly know when I was let's just say step back t- 10, 20, 20 odd years ago, when I was an employee, if I was out of the office going to sell and going to try and promote the business I worked for, I felt I wasn't doing my job unless I came back with business cards in my bag to follow up with, okay? Mm-hmm. And I still think today there are a lot of people out there that have the mindset of, if I'm not coming back with a load of business cards to enter onto LinkedIn, connect with them and do nothing with them thereafter, then I'm not doing my job. And you're absolutely right. By spending four hours on the golf course with someone, you really get to know them. And actually, you get to know whether you like them in the first place, whether you can trust them, whether you feel you can do business with them, or maybe whether you want to introduce them to your extended network as well. There's no way in a million years you can do that after having a business card shoved in your face and um, being told, come on, let's do some business or I'm gonna, I want you to introduce me to somebody within about two minutes of meeting someone. It just doesn't work like that. No, no, and and that that is the opportunity of playing golf, uh, and we're not, you know, it, we're doing something we enjoy doing. And and the other thing I was going to mention is that first of all, we like to do business and with people that we like and have some something mutual in common with. And straight away, when you've got something like golf that you you are you both enjoy, then straight away that puts you, you know, in a more comfortable position, doesn't it? Uh, it's just such a nice relaxing environment. Even if you're having a bad round of golf, it's a brilliant office for four hours, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just really interesting how you can dive even deeper into who you want to play with, you know, and once you come along to a, a, a group meeting or you've identified another member at somewhere else in the world that you want to play golf with, 
you've identified that synergy and then you can really unravel opportunities with them over the, like you said, over four hours of golf rather than having to waste a lot of time trying to get to know somebody in a normal networking event. Yeah, yeah. So, so how long did it did it take you to come up with the format? Then was it something that you um, have tried and tested over some time, or was it something that sort of fell into place almost like straight away? We knew we knew that we wanted to try and create something a little bit different than just your typical golf society or your typical networking environment. And what we tried to do is 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 give somebody a real need and a want to come and get involved, and they knew that they could actually justify being out of the office for four hours, four hours, but it's actually longer than four hours because you've got an hour's networking beforehand, then you're four hours of golf. And then we really encourage everybody to hang around afterwards. So you are looking at three quarters of the day. So for business really does only appeal to business owners that, you know, have a, have an infrastructure behind them that will allow them to grow their business um, for three quarters of the three quarters of the day, once a month. And mm. it was really important to us that, by creating the, the right environment, people would want to hang around and would want to join and would want to generate business opportunities with each other. So we had to really think that through. And I think we've got it right now. There, there are still some teething things that we need to look at from time to time. But generally speaking, when you've got anything between 20 and 80 people in a room and those introductions are going round and people are making notes, the opportunities are, are vast and we're just... You know, we just always want to keep focused on it is all about the business opportunities. Yes, members have got over 100 courses to play on around the world now. But if you just focus on the business aspect, you can just generate so much business for yourself and your extended network. Mm. And it's being clear about what you what you do, isn't it? I, I th- you, we do still get the opportunity to have our one minute sort of um, yeah. uh, pitch, and that's, it's important to be clear on who you want to talk to because there are so many people in the network that people can connect you with, isn't it? That, that's the thing. There are. I, I, I've heard. I've heard. You know, an awful lot of introductions. Some great ones. Some that definitely need polishing. But I think. I think the ones that I find most interesting and I, I i i understand what they do is when they tell you a story about what they've done for a client in the last month i think that's one of the easiest ways to give a great example of what you do within your business and the added value you offer to your customers and i don't know if you've seen this mark but often when people start talking about their business they really stand proudly and they're really passionate about what they're doing and and how much they love what they're doing and that's really infectious to the room Mm. um you know and i think the lovely thing is if anyone's in business and they are offering a service or a product or whatever it is for a customer i think the minute you start talking about something you're really proud of that you've done for a client it comes across so well and you don't have to then it's not selling you're just naturally being a great person and sharing how much you love about what you're doing in life, you know, and people really do get um, drawn towards that. I I see that very often. Mm. Now, it's interesting you just mentioned a story there, actually, and and that is something that comes up so often. We've talked about it on one or two of the other podcasts. Uh, And when people get a bit, um, you know, uh, unclear about um, their marketing, and if they yeah. always do, like you say, go back to their story and tell a story about how they helped a client or the story of how they started the business and, and what was behind it. Those yeah. things really resonate, don't they? 
Uh, really I, was, I was talking to a guy, a will writer last night, actually, and he said that he got into this, um, it was sort of like a franchise opportunity, which he has sort of redefined all the marketing material for his own benefit. And, and that's all he does. All he does now is talk about the story of, of what happened to somebody that, you know, didn't have, you know, a will in place or didn't have something else in place. And that's what resonates. It's not about, it's not, it's not actually what, um, or how we do things. Most people are more interested in why we do things, aren't they? Absolutely. And you really do buy into a story. It's got to be real. You can't make it up. But, you know, everyone in business must have a compelling and meaningful story that they've done something they're very proud of for a client in the last six months or something that a client didn't do, but they helped them out at the end of it. But I think the other really important factor as well when you are doing your introduction is to make it really easy for your for the room to refer business to you. And, and I've seen members do that in two ways. Number one, they actually address the room as good morning sales team. Because let's face it, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you actually get your message across in the right way to the guys and girls in the room, they are your disciples. They are going to go off and actually help you generate opportunities. If they don't understand what you do and they start scratching their head after their 60 seconds, then, um, you're, you, you know, you've got a problem. And I'll be yeah. honest with you, I often speak to um, members or guests that come along to join on the day when we're out playing golf and I question them about their business. I ask them about their 60 seconds and I work with them and I actually give them some uh, additional ideas on how maybe best to position their introduction to the room. Mm. And I've even been known <laughs> to leave I don't know, half a dozen introductions for a new member on their mobile phone or through Messenger just so they can start playing around with different ways of introductions. And, it, and it's fun. I just like doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's good. That's, that shines through from um, what I know of you, Sean. That's, 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 that's great stuff. Um, but so if we get back down to the actual networking, and I, I picked up there that you talked about you're now um, international now. Um, yeah. Uh, it'd yeah. be interesting to hear what your experiences are in different countries uh, and, co and comparing to, to how we are in the UK. How, do, how does that sort of pan out? Okay, that's a really interesting question. So the, in the UK, generally, we're a lot more reserved than um, the other countries we're in. So we're in the UK. We're obviously in England, Scotland and Wales. We're over in Northern Ireland. We've now branched out to Spain, Ireland, over in Dublin, and also America. And in the UK, I just we are a lot more reserved, but we still love to network. And I've met some amazing guys and girls who are awesome, you know, super, super connectors. You know, they do everything they say they're going to do from that meeting and some. Um, but I have to say... I really believe that networking was born and invented in America. <laughs> Those guys and girls are a different league when it comes to networking from what we've experienced in the time we've been over there. They are just, um, yeah, amazing. And, and what I love now seeing is the, um, the friendship and trust being generated between the UK and America already from our members. It's, it's just fascinating to watch. Mm, that's interesting you should say that. I, I suppose m most people would probably not be surprised about that, but um, I, su I suppose um, it, it is in our culture and, and, and you know, 
maybe about the way we've been brought up and how we're told to behave and and when yeah. it, there's so many things that we're taught as we've grown up not to do but actually when we do get to this sort of position when we're networking it's the opposite it's like you know yeah. don't talk to strangers so what do you have to do at networking you have to talk to strangers yeah god that's a really interesting point about not talking to strangers when you're a child i mean fortunately my mother um you know my mother and father, they brought me up in a way to, to just, you know, get out there and get on with it kind of thing, if you like. And I've always spoken to strangers um, from a very young age. And I almost give myself a bit of a competition sometimes, like a personal competition where I go and talk to somebody for the first time, even out of a for business environment, and try and get to know them and try and understand the challenges that they've got in their business and, and try and find some common denominators between us. And I'm not just trying to go for the whole golf in here and mm. get a member out of it, but it's fascinating. I, I was at a party um, last Saturday, and um, I just got talking to um, one, of, one of the one of the ladies there with my wife, and we realised that somebody that we met in Spain, who now we stay um, hugely in contact with, a lovely family, they're best mates. Mm. And, you know, I wouldn't have found that out unless I'd have said, so where do you live and where do you go? What do you do for a living? And, you know, all of those different questions that you start to ask people and then you can start to, you know, really, you know, put the puzzle together. And it's fascinating when you start to put that puzzle together, you are really creating opportunities for your network. It's, it's amazing. It really is. Mm. It sounds like you're always networking, Sean. I don't stop. But you know what? I don't, is it networking or is it just being nosy? I don't know. I mean, I just, you know, I just really like to meet people. I like to meet interesting people that are like-minded that have been there and done it or on their journey to get there, whatever it might be. It's just fascinating. Everyone's got a different story, Mark, you know, and I really just enjoy listening to them. And I've, I've, I've certainly taught myself, listen and don't do so much talking. Although, it's probably interviews the other way around, isn't it? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well, it's all about, it is your opportunity to talk. Um, so I wouldn't uh, beat yourself up about that, Sean. Okay, uh, I right. always remember now, uh, have, you, have you seen the film which comes out every Christmas, It's a Wonderful Life? Yes, I have, yeah. And if you think about the principle is that, you know, you we go along thinking that we're not really making any difference, but when you that film really shows that actually we're all making a difference by everyone we meet, um, just by helping people, interacting with them, guiding them, all those things are going on all the time. And that's what happens in a, in a networking environment, isn't it? And you never know actually what you've done, said, or likewise, that has helped that person or, or pushed them in a certain direction, which is um, hopefully um, the right direction. So, wow, that's a topic and a half. So, <laughs> you know, um, unfortunately for a lot of people, they go into a networking environment, they meet great people, they make a few introductions, they don't necessarily agree or set out with the person they're going to start referring, uh, start referring business to or start engaging with and, and creating those opportunities. They don't necessarily maybe set out and say, look, I'm going to really try and help you and generate some opportunities. But what would be really helpful for me is when you ever hear this keyword or this phrase, would you think of me? And what happens, Mark, is during that journey, they start referring three, four, five bits of business or introductions to that person. And when they don't get anything back, they start falling out of love with referring and making further introductions to other people. Hmm. And that's a real shame because 
I was probably one of those people a long time ago where I thought, you know what, I've seen nothing back from that, not even a thank you email. And then you hear that the business has been written and you think, oh, God, you know, okay, well, that's obviously how they, that's obviously how they, um, they rock. And that's, mm-hmm. that's fine. But don't ever fall out of love by introducing people. Be passionate about it. It does make a hell of a difference. But there's one thing I would, I would really recommend, and that is this. When you see a synergy between two, two people you know, because you can see that they could work together, more often than not, they've already got a relationship with somebody else, another party, and they're already doing that business. So you might think to yourself, well, it's no good me introducing them to that, that person because they've already got a relationship with somebody in that industry. So it's going to be a waste of time. Please don't ever make the decision. It's a waste of time to actually create something that could be incredibly special between two book, two people. And I now, I, I always will introduce people when I see synergies, regardless of whether there's actually an opportunity at the end of it, I make that synergy. And I'm not joking when I say nine times out of 10, I'll get a reply back from those people saying, wow, thank you so much. That was amazing. We're meeting on the golf course or we're meeting somewhere else. And there's really a great opportunity here. And I, I live by that now. I never, ever decide if, if there is or isn't. I let them decide. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, and it wasn't an intention of this podcast when I started it, but it, even doing something like this um, is, is that people are connected and I've had different guests that have come on that are have heard each other and now they're working together. And all those synergies that are going on just really makes you feel as if actually you're making a difference. And I think for me, that's one of the things that drives me. Making a difference is really important to me and I'm sure it is for a lot of people. And if you think to yourself, well, you know, if I can make a difference, ultimately, you know, that's going to come back to me. That is, that it, it, it's just bound to, isn't it? That's what you're saying. And, you know, it, it, you've got to do it from the right place, not expecting it, but, you know, it, it does synergy does uh, eventually happen anyway yeah no absolutely and you know it, it's a, it's a flattering thing when people go on record to thank you for what you're doing and Aaron and I work relentlessly hard I know members will see us flying to Spain and flying to America and it all looks lovely doesn't it from the outside in but <laughs> my god it's hard work and we're up at crazy o'clock in the morning and we don't stop work until late at night doing what we do and that's doing what we love and it's really rewarding when you see we, we've we've created four millionaires members four millionaires out of four business you know awesome by the by the crazy idea that we came came up with and launched for business in march 2013 and that is just like whoa <laughs> and then and then you go to a national net you know you go to one of our national events where you've got 80 members in the room and you hear stories like 75% of the business that I now write is contributed towards for business. And then you hear another member say, I'm an ultimate member. I'm playing golf three times a week and, I, and I'm taking on so much business. I've had to take on five new members of staff. And you just think, Jesus, this is just, this is unbelievable what's going on where, where members have really got hold of it and really understood that, do you know what? You know, when, when we some, used to hear members go, right, I'm back, going back to the office now. It's like you're in your office. You've got a meeting with 20 clients here in front of you right now. Get on and do it and get that business and make it all happen, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. And as you mentioned, I know you're very busy because this is our third um, ch- chance of getting this done and under no fault your own, stuck in an airport the first time and all the other things yeah. that get in the way. So I know you're busy and I, 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 and yeah. it's, um, that's clear to me that it's hard work run, running these businesses, but, um, but you do it with the, with the right spirit and you just get on with it, which is, which is great to see too. Well, um, one of the things we're really lucky on now, if I can just, just plug yeah. our team, okay? Mm-hmm. So we've got an amazing team at, up in Nottingham and we've got some, some guys down in, in Basingstoke as well. They work relentlessly for the community. They really do an awesome job. And then we've got over 190 ambassadors running our groups around the world. And they, those guys are doing it for two reasons. Number one, because they're generating opportunities for themselves and they love growing their groups and seeing opportunities and, and, and facilitating, being the chief facilitator in their town or city. And then the other thing is they, they love the golf. So, you know, I just wanted to give a big shout out to, to, the, to all of those people because they are amazing and full yeah. business would not be where it is today without that community all, all pulling together. Yeah, the unsung heroes of um, any network is those that um, bring the, 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 the meetings together each time. Yeah, I, I know what goes into that. Um, sadly, Sean, um, it's uh, the time is running out and it's come to that point where we need to sum up what we've been talking about and leave the listeners with some uh, top tips. Um, we normally leave it at three, but um, if there's more than three, then uh, be my guest. So what would, those, okay. what would those tips be? Okay, so my number one tip, Mark, would be follow up. I would suggest that 25% of people are the ones that follow up and that is where that's where the the real magic happens you know the fortune is in the follow-up that's peter westwood who used to be one of our ambassadors in bournemouth he would always say that the follow-up is in the fortune and god he's right and not enough people do that they always say i'll do that another day and they never get around to it the second tip would be do not go into a room to sell go into a room on behalf of your extended network and help facilitate opportunities for your wider network first it comes back to you tenfold, and I do it all the time. Third tip, when you walk into a room, go and talk to people you don't know rather than ones you do. There's nothing worse than going into a room of 20-plus people and you know three of them and you just immediately just magnet, mag- magnet yourself over to them. You've just wasted your, your day. Go and talk to people you don't know. And, I, and I'm going to be really cheeky and ask for, to give four, four tips. Go on then, I'll let you. All right, cool. Don't rush off. Plan to be there for the entire time of the event. Treat it as a meeting and arrange one-to-ones while you're there. Arrange to go and see the people in the room's businesses. Understand their business and then you can help refer business to them. And then other things will happen for you while you're there. You might even see some opportunities where you can help them as well. But don't rush off. Plan your day and book out the entire day. Brilliant. Thanks, Sean. Extra value there, and not surprisingly. Um, thank you so much for your time today. I know you're really, really busy, as you said, and I really appreciate it. Um, and you've given great value. And so for now, until I see you on the golf course, I will say uh, thank you for your time. Thanks, Mark. I really enjoy listening to your podcast, and I'll see you very soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a moment to leave a review. Don't forget to check out The Reluctant Leader Project at www.thereluctantleader.co.uk. Make a note to start, stop or continue doing whatever struck a chord in this episode. And until next time, be the best you can be.